There's something so indescribably sexy about you standing in the middle of a crowd. Uh, this is going to hurt you a lot more than it will me, I'm happy to say. Mornings are about to get nasty. It's the Mizzy Bender Show. Morning, everyone. I hope that you're having a fabulous day, even though it is super rainy and kind of gross outside. Uh, All the live sessions are just getting started. You are listening and watching Mizzy Bender this lovely Thursday morning. Uh, I am a swingers lifestyle influencer. We own Mindbender Parties, which is a swingers events company that travels the Northeast, putting on some swinger events, primarily in Rhode Island right now uh, because of the pandemic, but we'll get back to it. And then we own Mizzy's Boutique, which is a naughty boutique that we travel with also. And on Tuesdays and Thursday mornings, we go through this show and we talk all sorts of different swingers, uh, swingers, alternative lifestyle, everything and anything. So if you have any questions or anything of the sorts, feel free to jump in and ask me anything that you want. Uh, Today's topic is about addiction in the lifestyle. It was a conversation that somebody brought to the table and asked if I could, you know, potentially talk through it. So that's what's on the table today, but because, you know, it's the morning and we love to kind of just shoot the shit for a second, uh, let's stop for a moment and say good morning and uh, see how everybody is doing before we get into things. Good morning, Jose. How are you this morning? Good morning. Uh, Good morning of those of you that are on TikTok. Uh, Feel free to tap that screen and give me a whole lot of hearts and likes and share the video out because uh, TikTok tells me to say that to you guys quite frequently. Thank you so much for all the love. And good morning, Ryan. Good morning, everyone. So I'm really excited. I have some some updates uh, to go through with everybody. Let me get my notebook out and get things started. Thank you so much for the follow. Good morning in Michigan. Good morning, everybody. Okay, so um, current events. Nothing really has gone on from Tuesday to Thursday. It's been a pretty basic week. We've gone out to dinner. We've gone on some walks. We've gone to, oh, a really interesting thing. So Spencer, my partner, his daughter is a senior in high school, and this is the very first year that they have women's flag football. I mean, like, how cool is that? A very monumental, very historical, uh, very cool way to exit high school. Good morning, everybody. So that's what we've kind of been up to for the last couple of days. Um, In regards to swingers, our next event is June 11th, which is gonna be in Rhode Island. It's our Naughty and Neon events. Super excited about that. Uh, It's been a while. Uh, since we've traveled for my dinner parties a couple of weeks, so I'm definitely anxious to get back to it. I'm so happy that you're able to catch uh, the first morning show. Uh, that's fantastic. So you guys will see that on TikTok, I do all sorts of strange uh, live sessions. I find that for TikTok, the live sessions work much better for me over posting videos, uh, primarily because I like the interaction and it's really great to hear other human perspective. Uh, but I'll do my vegetable prepping. Somebody asked me yesterday if I could bring my workouts back to TikTok. So I'll be doing afternoon <laughs> stretching on TikTok, all sorts of stuff. So um, 
So My Minute Parties is open to everybody. We are all inclusive, single men, single female, transgender. I don't care if you're 90 years old or you know 21. I, it doesn't really matter. We uh, include everybody. Uh, our idea of My Minute Parties is you know everybody starts somewhere, right? And you need to be able to have a you know a comfort level. You have to have a place that you feel pretty safe and you know pretty easy to explore in. So that's what our environment provides to you. You could go to mymenoparties.com and learn more about that. Um, and so, oh, good morning, Debbie. It is such a pleasure to see you on here. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Um, okay, then next for event updates is Mizzy's birthday bash. Legit, my birthday is just a few months from now. It is July 18th, and we are having a huge camping weekend at our house. Uh, and everybody is invited. It is a prepay because, you know, I have to do food prep and, you know, different kinds of things like that. Um, for the Mindbender Parties events at the clubs, you do not have to prepay. However, for Mizzy's Birthday Bash, you do need to prepay for that. All the information is on mindbenderparties.com. If you just go and open up uh, the additional details section within the events thread, you'll see it all, I promise you. Or just send me a message and I'd be more than happy to share that with you. Oh, you're beautiful. I would ask you to marry me, but you talk too much. I love to talk. And frankly, I don't talk that much when we're home by ourselves. Simply because this is my morning show, I will talk for the full hour. And I do hope that you enjoy it tremendously. And then afterwards, you can propose to me and send me a whole bunch of hearts on those screen for just talking some shit this morning. Um... Okay, so, oh, when I know, I can't wait either. So the birthday bash is a luau theme, and Spencer's already started to go crazy with the decorations. Good morning, other Esser over there. Um, and so he started on the decorations already. I'm really excited about doing, like, drunken gummy bears and all sorts of just fun activity, you know, type things like that. I really love to pack everybody like a beach pail for like when we go to the beach with like little alcohols and, and just like fun stuff. So that's the reason why we need the, the, the prepay ahead so I have like a definite um, head count on what's going on. Um, and then let's see. That's just pretty much it. Those are the two event updates. Thank you for the follow and thank you for the love. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, I'm really excited because the podcast so I know that we're doing the morning show here, but truthfully, this started as a podcast. Well, no, no, no. It started as a morning show, and then it went to a podcast. As of Tuesday, I'm really happy uh, because I finally got the podcast on Apple Podcasts. So now if you type in The Mizzy Bender Show, you'll probably find the podcast on every single podcast network. Uh, that was an accomplishment that I've been trying to get done for a year and a half, and I had to tap into the community to see if somebody can help me. So Ron, if you're watching this, I really appreciate you reconfiguring my photo to the right size for me to upload it. I don't know why I was so challenged with it and why I couldn't accomplish it, but you helped me meet one of my goals and I wanted to make sure that I took a moment and really publicly thank you for taking me to the next step. So thank you so very much for that. Um, okay, now we're on to today's subject and today's subject is about addiction. Uh, within the lifestyle. Now, a community member reached out to me and asked me, specifically said, so I really have this topic that I want you to chit chat about. I don't necessarily know how to ask the question. Uh, I do believe that you'll present it in such a way that we get some feedback. So his question was about 
you know, how do people feel about people that are in sobriety in the lifestyle? Now, this is a very touchy subject for me because I lived my whole life in an alcoholic environment. So if I come off uh, a bit defensive or if I come off a little bit extreme or a little bit emotional in my point of view, I don't mean it that way. It's just that some of these conversations are a tad bit trigger for me. Uh, so I just wanted to make sure I share that out uh, beforehand. So I posted this question within our Mindbender Party's private group, right? Good morning to those that are joining the live session. Um, so, okay, so I just want to stop in some questions here. Oh, yes, I've used my mentor parties to bring folks into the fold. Those that we've brought have been very happy with how easy it was to integrate into the party vibe. So that's just going back to somebody's question earlier about the all-inclusive environment. Uh, and so thank you for sharing that, Matt, because, uh, or Matthew, I'm sorry if I, if I abbreviate it. But, um, yeah, so that's really what the environment brings. So now when it comes down to uh, addiction and sobriety within the lifestyle, this is tough, right? Because first off, it's nobody's business whether or not somebody is sober or in a program or anything of the sorts, right? It's that individual's responsibility to have ownership over their own person. And to have ownership over your own person means that you are responsible for your sobriety at all times. It isn't anybody else's responsibility, requirements, uh, job or anything of the sorts to keep you on the sober train or to keep you, um, you know, mentally stable, right? So when addiction comes into play and people come into sobriety, it really is about, okay, is more acceptable, thank you. Matt is more acceptable than Matthew. Um, so sobriety is to each in their own journey, right? They all go through their program differently everybody manages their program differently everybody can be in different environments differently some of the things that are no good from my standpoint though listen before you even go to sobriety or anything and we've talked about it a few times on the morning show before about our alcohol and drug intake the things that are unacceptable at an event and it does not it doesn't matter if you're an alcoholic or if you're a drug addict or if you're any one of these addictive personality traits, whatevers. If you're at an event and your behavior is now affecting others around you, you're really not in a great position. That stuff I find to be very unacceptable. Uh, there have been times where we've been to the events and you know, over alcohol use, over drug use, and then you see all the humans around uh, you know, that individual that's intoxicated to whatever level trying to take care of that human. That's really not what we're going to events for. We're not going to events uh, to babysit those that can't handle what it is that they're consuming into their bodies, right? So when those behaviors start to happen, then I'm gonna red flag it and say there's something really wrong here. Uh, and I am on the teeter-tot of watching several humans that do attend our events to see if this progressive behavior continues because I'm not going to have um, some sort of repercussion at my event because you were irresponsible in your consumption, right? That's not, that's not our place. And certainly because of my triggers, I sure as shit don't wanna be around it, right? There becomes a certain level of alcohol intake that makes me sick. And that's really honest. If you stand in front of me and you're kind of wibble, wiggle, you know, wiggle wobbling and like I can see right through you, 
chances are I don't want you at my events. And that's no disrespect to you. It's just something that makes me really uncomfortable. And I don't really think that we should get, get to that level of uh, whatever. Of what? Of impairment. Yeah, thank you for that word. Um, so somebody on TikTok is asking, what events are we talking about? So we're talking about swingers, alternative lifestyle events in general. Now, swingers event, events versus kink events are much different, right? Swingers events, you have a lot more alcohol flowing. You have a lot more, you know, that kind of stuff happening. On the kink side of things, there's a lot more control because they have a lot more rules, a lot, you know, consent is key. Not that consent is not key within the swingers world. Uh, it's just managed, talked about, and handled a little bit differently. And so, you know, a lot of those in the kink world you'll see don't really consume so much alcohol, you know, throughout the night or anything of the sort. Swingers, swingers on the other hand, seem to fucking consume a shit ton of alcohol and things get really fucking wonky. Uh, good morning to the Paradise Club. So for those of you that are always on my live sessions, on TikTok right now is the Paradise Club. Go over and give a follow to that account so you can always see when their upcoming events are going. Um, can single men go? So can single men are allowed at mind vendor parties events. Uh, we are all inclusive. You do have to pay attention to some of the other organizations because not everybody does allow uh, the single men uh, around or some have... Uh, different kinds of requirements where you can be piggybacked with a couple and the couple is responsible for you throughout the entire evening. Uh, so there's a lot of different compositions to how this can go. Thank you so much for the follows and definitely tap that screen and give me some hearts and share out the video uh, so we can keep uh, this bad boy going this morning. Uh, good morning, Michael. How are you? So when I put this question up in the group, I did receive feedback, right? We had we had some humans that provided some personal responses, but also I feel there was one individual who got a tad bit offended that I even put the the question up. Now, I also have to say when a community member comes to me and asks if they can if I can submit a question on their behalf, I don't ask them any questions, right? This is a very personal question to them. They felt safe and secure enough uh, just to confide in me in that little bit of information. And because of that, I'm not gonna pry too deep into what it is that they're asking me. On this particular question, I do wish I might have asked them if, uh, you know, if they dealt with something that somebody was maybe negative towards them about or if there was some sort of repercussion of them being sober in the lifestyle or if it was just something personal that they were going through. Because the first individual that responded was a bit taken back and was a bit offended that I, that was my intake of it. And if this person is watching, you know, maybe I'm wrong, but they were kind of just like, I don't even understand why this is even a relevant conversation within the lifestyle. It should not uh, even be, you know, a, a, a top of the question here. And my response was, you know, thank you so much for contributing your feedback. And that person was, you know, in their sobriety. So I think because of them being in their, surpri their sobriety, not thinking that it was anybody else's business for us to even pry into that, they had, you know, they were like, what the heck is going on here? Well, if this one individual came to me privately and asked about sobriety and addiction within the lifestyle, that means there are a whole lot of other humans that are curious about these types of behaviors. Now, when I was reading through the comments, 
there was, you know, it was such a, a mix of it, you know, because the first one was they are in sobriety. The next one was she was stating how she went two years sober in the lifestyle because she thought that maybe she needed the extra little oomph or party favors to be able to participate in the lifestyle. Um, and so to me, that moment right there, number one, bravo to that female for saying, you know what, I'm not really sure whether or not, you know, I'm using extracurricular activities for me to actually participate in the lifestyle. So good for you for calling that red flag out because sometimes uh, we just go along with things and think this is what we want to do and in actuality, in actuality, you know, we regret some of the decisions that we're making. So for her to be able to turn back around and say, you know what, I, I think I need to put a pause on any kind of consumption to see if I really can participate in this environment without anything is important. And after being two years sober, she did really find that she thoroughly enjoyed being in the lifestyle and did not need any extracurricular activities. So whatever was going on in her thought process or anything was a really great call out for this particular thread because number one, it showed us that we can have vulnerability and we can say I may have an issue. Number two, I'm gonna put it on pause and see if I can figure out what the deal is. Now for her, really great, you know, it turns out she doesn't have any kind of you know addiction issues or anything of the sorts and she does consume alcohol you know every now and then um, but I was really happy to hear that perspective after hearing you know the first one because like I said you know we all think about this in very different ways then the next person uh, the the last the last individual to comment he pretty much said and this is this comment was my most favorite was you know he pretty much said that his sobriety is his responsibility. Anybody's sobriety is their responsibility. He should not be going into an environment if he can't handle what is going to be going on in that environment. Now, I believe this to be true very much. There was another comment that somebody said that they, it was really their husband. So it was the female who posted and it was in regards to her husband and her husband um, really needed a lot of alcohol consumption to be able to participate in the events, which then was becoming embarrassing. A lot of different things were happening. Now in this particular case, I can really relate because my entire life was with an alcoholic who thought that he was the life of the party the more he drank but he didn't think that anybody knew that he drank. So there was a lot of different issues going on. And actually those repercussions really end up being so far more negative on the partner than not. So that couple, uh, you know, I don't really know what the full circumstances are, but she participates in lifestyle events privately now on her own without her partner. And so a few different compositions on how this works. Here comes the bubby to say goodbye. Have the best day and be so careful going to work, handsome devil. Um, what's it called? So yeah, so she she had it from the other side where she was receiving the embarrassment of what was going on, and you know that's not okay because what happens in these alcoholic environments is what you what you see in real life is very fake. What you see behind closed doors, you will never fucking know, right? And so in those toxic environments, I was really happy that she shared that she had a very different, uh, you know, very different um, experience with this in the lifestyle. Bye, Wendy. Have the best day. Hope to see you soon.
Bye, Bobby. I love you. Um, so that was a really great, that was really great also to hear, uh, you know, so we had two different perspectives on, on sobriety from individuals that are in sobriety. One that tried it out, one that's dealing with it from the partner standpoint. Now, one of the things that I will say, good morning, Paul, have the most amazing day yourself. One of the things that I will say is if in fact you consume so much alcohol or drugs that now it turns into a not vi I'm not going to say violent uh but you're putting your hands on somebody else I was at an event one time and uh, a couple they got super intoxicated and were in a really bad place and uh fists were thrown from the female on to the male right it was it was not the other way around and uh, some other partygoers saw it. And these other partygoers wanted to call the police. Well, you can't have physical violence at your events because people consumed too much alcohol and they can't, you know, manage their emotions. That also is really detrimental to the lifestyle, to everybody around you and whatever. You don't want this chaotic fucking event, you know, thing going on, you know, at your event. Think about it from the host perspective. Here you have a couple who now has engaged in physical violence. What do you do? Well, I'm going to be honest with you. If I see anything like that at a Mindbender Parties event, I'm calling the police, okay? No point in time do we have the right to put our hands on any other individual. And you're not going to do that at my event because we're adults and we know how to manage ourselves. If you do not know how to manage yourselves, that just means you are not to be at one of our events. And that's no disrespect to you, but that's just to keep the safety of all of those guest goers that are there at the time. Imagine these humans that are at these events now, right? So they just see somebody get clocked. Now somebody wants to call the police. Now somebody calls the police. We're half naked. People are fucking. There's who the heck knows what all over the place. Uh, the police are really not the place for a lifestyle event, and I'm sure we all know that. So you gotta keep your hands to yourselves. And I don't even really think that that's something that we should even be discussing on the morning show, but that happens, you know? Uh, there's also some times, and you know, this is no disrespect, but uh, you know, my bestie had a little bit of a, a, a heighted situation at one of our events. And you know, Spencer pretty much told me, like if it wasn't our, if, you know, if it wasn't who it was, like we would have to have a, a, a hardcore conversation right now. And I was like, well, no offense to my bestie, but it doesn't matter who it is. And so there was a really in-depth conversation about this entire scenario that went down at our event. And so, you know, I really stand behind my thoughts. I don't really care who you are because at the end of the day, whether you're my best friend and there's one person versus 100 people, I'm going to worry about those 100 people over the one and the one is going to have to be eliminated, right? So there's a lot of different factors that go into uh, the whole sobriety and addiction points of these lifestyle events. I'm sure it's a subject that nobody really <laughs> wants to add there. Uh, you know, thoughts into or anything of the sorts. So I'd be really open to hearing your perspective. Um, if you wanted to share, if you didn't want to share, that's totally cool. I'm going to take a second. I'm going to drink my coffee and then we're going to go on to uh, the next topic. I feel like I should have Jeopardy music playing. Okay. Thank you on TikTok for uh, the follows and tap the screen and give me some hearts. Um, I would really love that. If we could get 
my likes on the live show to over 5,000 this morning, I will be uh, more than thrilled. I always, I've started to put some goals uh, on here. So if you want to help me meet my goal, 5,000, you go for it. Uh, so today's topic this morning is on addiction and sobriety within the lifestyle. It is a community submitted question. And so we're just kind of talking through uh, some different things. The one, now I'm going to move on and feel free uh, to jump in and, and still talk about that or any other subject for that matter. Um, the next question was uh, another community submitted question. And that was about, you know, are there things that you participate with in the art wait are there sexual activities that you do with a play partner that you don't do with your normal partner and vice versa so let's hear all the nasty fun things that one would do with their partner and that they would not do good morning june bug so let's do our regular announcement because i didn't do it earlier so june bug my uh mizzy's boutique Paradise Club, we are all up for ASN nominations, which is asnawards.com. Junebug is for best uh, DJ. Mizzy's Boutique is best retail outlet. The Paradise Club is best club location. Um, Larry Paul is for entertainment director. TPA is for best supporting business. Lorenzo is for influencer. Casey Carter for Casey at Night fucking badass group of individuals that are fucking killing it in the lifestyle and so proud to see uh you know all of us in the running together really shooting for the stars so you can vote twice a day which is asnawards.com just as i said and um it goes it goes for some time so you do have to do it for a short while i think through june um but i'll give you the daily reminders and stuff like that because it is such an amazing accomplishment you know I hadn't really thought about it too much. Well, no, of course I thought it much, but I didn't, I don't mean it like that. But when I was at the Paradise Club on Saturday and I was talking to Larry and I was congratulating him for his uh, nomination, he was like, you fucking kidding me? This is like the greatest thing in the world. You know, like not only, you know, making it to the top five, he's like, you did it. Like you already did it. You can say ASN, like award nominated. And I sat there for a second and I said, oh my gosh. You're absolutely right. Like I always thought to myself making it to the top five was an accomplishment in itself. But but to take it the next step further, like even if you don't win, I could still say like award nominated boutique, which is fucking cool as shit. Like I'm just, I don't know, like when I think about the different compositions and the different conversations that I have with others, uh, it really makes my heart happy. Um, yeah, I know, you just want to give a little wiggle, wiggle, wiggle. So we're 5,000 away from those, I mean, we're a few away from that 5,000, which is freaking amazing. So, I know, freaking top five out of the entire country, folks. Like, you, you, you got to realize, like, how big this is. Uh, within the lifestyle, humans vote for other uh, others, right, to come into the competition to begin with. So for you to be already nominated is fucking phenomenal. Yeah, and top five out of the entire country. Like I know the boutique is in, is in um, competition with boutiques that have been around for years. I mean, we're talking like 10 plus years. The boutique is two, two years new. So like fucking badass, fuck yes. I am so excited about that. 
So, let's see here. Oh, right. You know what? I'm glad that you... Oh, David. I thought it was Ryan that said that. But um, David says, kink is pretty much the same thing as... B is kink pretty much the same thing as BDSM? I know what swing is. You know, I'll tell you what. So, BDSM specifically stands for... I don't know what it all stands for, truthfully. And I don't know if... You know, I'm very un uneducated in this. I really should do an entire, you know, kinky series with Miss Lady and answer all those questions. If there's anybody on the live show right now that can answer the difference between kink and BDSM, that would be great. Um, maybe Ryan, if you know, you can also uh, share. So Ryan actually says, usually it's the other way around. Things uh, they reserve for their NP that are not, wait, that are off limits when swinging. What's NP mean? Is it new partner? At least at first, those limits can become more relaxed and people become more comfortable in the lifestyle and see what others are doing. Well, listen, in regards to things that I wouldn't do with a partner, uh, that I would do with my play partner, that my, things that I wouldn't do with a play partner versus my real partner. Anal, and I've said it so many times, anal is not one of those things where you're just going to go right on in. You have to really, like we have to be playing for a while and you know there's there's some different things. Like I'm not just opening up the butthole to everybody. Um, aside from that, you know, facials. I also am not a fan of those, so those are negotiated. Um, both with my partner and play partners. It's not like my partner can just do that. Uh, that all has to be. Um, I have a question here. Do you feel like a lot of these people go to these events or parties expecting things? Um, so I do believe that a lot of people come to the events anticipating some sort of action, which is the biggest no-no, right? Because if you go to anywhere, I mean, just think about anything, right? Your day. And it doesn't have to be sexually inclined or not if you just think about something in your day that you positively want and it doesn't happen at the end of the day you're going to be disappointed right now it's the same exact thing that happens at the lifestyle events if in fact you have expectations that you're going to go play with even just one human there and it doesn't happen well then you know you can have your ex you know you could be let down the other thing is is in a couple I think men have much more of an expectation of going out and banging than the females do in some circumstances, right? You have the females that have need a little bit more um, connectivity, you know, that you, we need a little bit more vibes and stuff like that. No offense to you men, but it seems like you could put the Pepe in pretty much any hole and call it a day, uh, and we don't really operate that way. So sometimes the expectations between partners uh, could get a little bit not right, uh, also, the misalignment on communications between the partners, right? I find more and more I talk to other humans and couples within the lifestyle, there is a communication breakdown uh, across the board. And when the communication breakdown happens across the board, uh, you tend to have some more discrepancies at the events because you are not on the same page, which then those expectations now lead into nightmares. So... Yes, I find a lot of expectations, which is one of the reasons why I'm so choiceful and selective on the humans that I play with because I don't have any expectations. I don't go to an event and I don't say, you know what, tonight I'm set out and I'm going to fuck somebody. That's not how it goes, right? For me, I go to an event and more so with females. It would be very rare that it would happen with a male like right out of the gate. However, uh, you know, I don't know, like... I would be more inclined to 
hook up with a female at the club versus uh, a male for the first time. My vibes, the energy, all that kind of stuff, it flows differently. It's a little bit more organic. I feel a little bit more safe uh, with the females and things like that. Um, but I don't want to have any expectations that that's what's going to happen because then what's, you know, where does that leave me? I'm going to be like annoyed at the end of the night and be like, meh. No, what ends up happening is I go in with no expectations whatsoever. I find this amazing female. Uh, we have this great connection. All these weird things go on. And you have a banging night at the end of it. And all of a sudden, when the stars and the moons aligned, this magical moment happened, and it's pretty explosive. That's how I do my swinging, uh, you know. And so a lot of people handle it a little bit differently. Yeah, take notes, 100%. Ask any questions you want. Um, what about if your partner is just voyeuristic? Well, you can still come to the events if you're just a voyeur, you know, but those are different rules and compositions that you would identify with your partner before coming to the event. If, in fact, uh, you were a voyeur, you know, you were a voyeur and your partner loved to participate, well, that would be the communication that you would have ahead of time. Hey, listen, you know, there's so-and-so going to be at the event or, you know, like I'm looking to achieve this this evening Listen, not, the way that I'm going to say this sounds like I'm going to have expectations for the evening. Let's be really clear. When you're having the conversation with your partner, you do have to be super open and honest about your, your, your thoughts, right? So clearly when you go to the event, you know, there are probably some humans that you find to be sexy, right? So in those moments, uh, I know that we're going to the club tonight and I do believe so-and-so is going to be there and you know that I'm attracted to them in some sort of way. Do I have, you know, full whatever to flirt with them, hook up with them, do this with them, whatever with them? Okay, yes, that's fantastic. Now this partner, you know I really just love to watch, right? So is it okay for me to, you know, not be by your side the entire night and maybe go more towards the voyeurism section or go in the play area and watch some? You know, is it okay for us to participate at the event differently? Or, you know what, I know that you really, really love to enjoy these types of things. If that happens, you know, is it okay for me to just stay on the sidelines and just watch and not participate within your play, right? There's a few ways that you can have this conversation leading into the event if one person is just a voyeur, is, is just into voyeurism. Uh, there's a way that you can, you know, put your communications out there to say what you're looking for, what you're not looking for without expectations. This is just a highlight of approval with your partner that you have full sexual leeway uh, to do whatever you want with whomever or however, whatever those conversations may be. So thank you for the follows on TikTok. I'm just going to go back and look at these uh, things, these questions. Please explain RP and DOM. Okay, RP. What is RP? I'm not sure what RP is, but I'd be more than happy to um, try and identify that. So we're on the east end of Long Island. Some clubs out here would be really excellent. I'll tell you what, no fucking club on Long Island is excellent, not from a lifestyle standpoint. No offense, I'm on Long Island. Fuck this place. Um, if you're into a guy, do you play with them or does your partner have to be involved? I heard vice versa. So for me in particular, uh, Spencer really likes to watch a lot of times when I'm interacting with another male. So a lot of times he'll kind of just like stay to the side and he'll just like watch me fuck for a little bit. I mean, of course, don't get me wrong, like we, we do full on, uh, you know, 
interactions. He does not interact with the man in any sort. Uh, but there are times where it's like, you know, two on one. Uh, but then there's times where he kind of just lets me kind of do my thing. And, oh, my thing is going like way too high. Oh, it's funny. Oop, don't want to let boobies out. Um, what's it called? So, yeah, so he'll stand to the side and he'll do uh, various different things. He really just likes watching my face and the enjoyment of all the weird shit that I like doing with others. Um, so, okay. Oh, yes, 6,000 likes. That's right. Somebody just reminded me. Thank you so much for all of that. Okay, so BDSM stands for Bondage, Discipline, Sado, and I don't know how to say that word, so I don't want to embarrass myself. Masterism? Oh, my Lord. Oops. Oh, nesting partner. Duh. So NP, uh, somebody had mentioned NP on there. Yeah, I sometimes refer to Spencer as my nesting partner also, um, although we're not in a complete open poly kind of relationship with Miss Lady. We do have our dynamics, so, you know, I, I refer to him as nesting partners at times. So BDSM is a form of kink. Kinks are what the person has, like pantyhose wearing, toe sucking, etc. BDSM is different types of sexual acts like flogging, tying up, blindfolding, losing control, allowing someone else to take it, and trusting that person to do what both can enjoy. That's just the gist of it. Thank you, Megan, for that explanation. That was absolutely perfect. So for those of you that were wondering the differences between BDSM and kink, uh, there's the explanation for you right there. I love the community engagement. Um, yeah, you know, keep those likes going on TikTok. I don't, and I'm not shameless. I'm, I'll, I'll ask. I, I do that all the time. Uh, yeah, I know you want the boobies out, but there's like a different place where you could go find the boobies. Clearly on the social platforms is not the place. I always love that, right? You know, people come on here all the time and say, do this, do that. Like, you've got to know we're living in the world where that's just not what we do and that can't be the case. Um, it's just funny. So, okay. Role, oh, role play. Ask your question again. I'm not sure. Um, that's exactly what we like also. They totally, yeah. Okay. Let's see. What's your body count? I'm guessing 28. Are you asking how many people I fucked? Yeah. No, not even. Let me tell you, the entire time that I've been in the lifestyle, uh, the amount of extracurricular men that I've had intercourse with is three. Uh, I've had some additional soft swapping, but when I tell you, I don't, like, I'm very, very conservative in my sexual experiences. I'm a very sexual human being, but I'm not just going to give that to anybody. And if I am going to, you got to have something super spectacular brought to the table uh, for me to want to, you know, really participate in something with you. You know, there are a lot of things that I'm working through, right? So, so 10, no, 3, no, 3. Um, but in, in any event, so there, there's a lot of different things that I'm working through. And I did realize that probably because of my marriage, I'm a little bit more, um, a little bit more tight skinned when it comes to men coming into my personal boundaries. Uh, and so I'm kind of like working on it because I, I would really like to be a little bit more open and, and be a little bit more embracing and not have to take so long from the male standpoint of things. But at the same time, I also really haven't come into uh, you know, a position where there's somebody that I'm like really just dying to hook up with. And I like relate that to, I look back to my dating history. You know, I was in long-term relationships forever. I was married for 15 years. And there isn't like, 
anybody that just like really tickles my fancy, right? When I look at my experience within the lifestyle, um, you know, Spencer, for some odd reason, he struck me this crazy kind of way when I met him and turned my life's up, life's up, life upside down. Like that's the first time I've ever had that happen ever. And then Miss Lady brings a different kind of something. So when I look at the amount of years it takes me to actually find a connection with somebody, doesn't make me feel so bad about me not finding connections with people in the lifestyle. Um, I'm not a dancer. I'm just a chick who just loves to have fun. Like, legit, we just do all sorts of different things. Uh, I don't, yeah. Um, there's, I just do silly things. I don't really. Um, so, David says that he's heard of things called swink. Oh, yeah, it is. It's a, a combination of swinger and kink. Sometimes we refer to ourselves as swinksters uh, simply because, you know, the swingers, listen, for the longest time, uh, swingers don't like kink, and kink don't like swingers for some reason. There's all these different, uh, you know, people have all these different um, ideas about the world crossing over and all that kind of stuff. And so because of that, you always had these weird uh, thoughts between both worlds. As of lately, I feel like there's more approval on um, combining the territories for us we're always going to combine the territories right because i am a combination of everything which is why i don't really like to identify myself as a swinger we do swing we do love kink we have all i mean i guess i'm a kinky mofo because some of the things that like i really love are fucking kinky ass fucking stuff right and all you know then the bdsm stuff i love the bdsm stuff and then when you bring miss lady into it she is fully just BDSM kink and I mean she's a dominatrix right so for me it's really difficult to say exactly what I am so yes the swing and kink is definitely a swingster and you'll see some more uh, events and parties identified as like swinks and stuff um yeah swinging is super fun a lot of people really care yeah of course um tap that screen give me some sugar and share out the video while you guys are still doing this so good morning, Elizabeth. We're just talking through various different subjects this morning. It went from sobriety to uh, the things that we would do with nesting partners versus play partners. Um, and so me, myself, I've just been kind of babbling about all sorts of different things based upon the community questions. However, these two questions that I brought to the table today were submitted by the community, so I wanted to make sure that I brought them to the table. How do I like my coffee? I like my coffee black. I don't put anything in it. It's very rare. Maybe if we're out at breakfast, I'll put some cream and sugar in it. Um, you definitely identify as a swingster too. You love both worlds. Yeah, listen, how can you not love both worlds? To be open-minded and explore and feel super comfortable with our sexualities, to be able to tap into these different elements and sensory things that can come onto our bodies uh, is a really enjoyable eye-opening experience that I don't think that anybody could deny. Um, I don't know if Swingsters is a small mi minority. I think that it's becoming much more popular. Um, so I don't know. And so Ryan's saying that he also agrees that there is a merge between the two nowadays. So much more you see it. And so thank you for backing me up on that. 
Um, so John's asking, what's the best way for single guys to get into the lifestyle? You know, my favorite recommendation is to do just this, John. Participate on the threads. You know, a lot of humans have this really negative thought when it comes down to single men not being um, appropriate, kind of misbehaving, you know, being way too forward, a lot of different, you know, being too hungry, thirsty, however you want to put it. Um, so for me, I really love to see when the gentlemen are participating on these live sessions, the group threads, you know, it shows that you're interested. It shows that you're engaged. It shows that you care about what's going on in the community and that you're not just looking for the Pepe to be sucked, right? So for me, there are some different qualities that the man needs to do to show that he's super present and relevant within, within the lifestyle. It's not one of those things where, you know, you, it's not going to be an easy thing. It takes work, right? And it's with anybody. It's not just a single male. I give this recommendation to everybody that is going to be coming into the lifestyle, you know, new. Observe for a little while. Don't jump right on in, you know, because you have thoughts of what you think the lifestyle is. In actuality, it's not what it is, right? So you have to kind of regroup and realign your own feelings as you learn. So to take a moment and just observe and interact and keep being part of the conversations also allows other humans such as couples to see that you are engaging and that you're not just going to be shooting into their IMs right out of the gate asking for this, that, or the other thing. So that would be uh, my starting point. I do really like for men to be aggressive, yes. I don't want there to be aggression right out of the gate. Like, Spencer can't just come home and start choking me and throw me down. Uh, maybe if I, like, edged myself all day, uh, that would be fine. However, in order for there to be the aggressive spot, they have to, I say they because uh, I really like it when it's a lot of people, but, um, you know, he really, they really have to, like, work my body a little bit. We have to kind of be playing for, you know, a short while, and then they can take take me to whatever do you like the word do you like a word I don't know what that means um say it again yeah I am a strong woman I wouldn't fuck with me uh, I'm just kidding <laughs> so I'm not though I'm being serious uh so Matt also says the same thing start interacting with LS groups build the friendships first attend some events and just don't be a creep really yeah I mean we talk about that all the time you know we're human beings we should know what being a creep is or not. Good morning in New Orleans. And sometimes those don't really understand what being a creep really is, I guess. You know, nobody wants to feel like they're being looked at like a piece of meat, right? Granted, I know, and this is going to be very contradictory, right? I'm sitting on here and I have my lingerie and I have this, that, and the other thing. And yes, when you go to the events, you know, there's probably a lot less clothes going on. But that does not mean that we're not human, that we don't have, you know, whatever. And that somebody shouldn't be standing in the corner of the room kind of just like drooling, being like, oh my God, I'm going to tap that. And like, it'd be like this crazy thing, right? And so, uh, <laughs> you can't be creepy. I was a bartender for 10 years at a swingers club. Best advice for guys is to be about your business. Yeah, listen, it's exactly right. You can't, you know, you can't be super like, mm, you know, like, I'm most certain that you will know if somebody's interested in you or not. So you just have to go through, you have to be aware, you know? So some couples might seem hard to approach. You think jealousy exists with couples or no? So listen, this is, you know, jealousy is one of my favorite subjects because many lifestyle influencers 
have very different takes on the jealousy subject. For me, I don't think that jealousy belongs in the lifestyle. I do believe that it is a normal quality that one has, right? Oh my God, you know, I could be sitting here for an example. I don't know, me and my best friend. She always has the most amazing nails, right? Now I sit here and I'm like, oh my God, I love her nails, I love her nails, I love her nails. Well, am I jealous of her nails because I keep kind of like going on them? At that moment in time, if she has better nails than I, I have the moment where I could go to the nail salon and I can get some really great fucking nails, like if I choose to. So that's my problem. My problem that I'm jealous that she has better nails over I do, right? Now that's a dumb scenario for me to think. But it's the exact thing that happens within the lifestyle. Um, example, partners are going to the lifestyle. Uh, I don't know. I'm wearing a pink outfit, and I think it's the most amazing pink outfit that I've ever put together. Spencer doesn't compliment me once. Not once. Next time. I put on the most best purple outfit because he loves purple, and he didn't compliment my pink outfit the last time. You know what? Maybe purple will get it for me. Doesn't compliment the purple outfit. Fuck you. Next time I'm going Super Bowl. Now I'm going all sorts of colors. Maybe he'll say something because I look ridiculous. Nothing. Yet every single time we go to the club, he compliments everybody there. Okay. Well, you're not jealous that he, you're not upset technically that he's complimenting all the women at the club. It's not that. You're upset that he's not complimenting you, right? So there's the communication breakdown there. So that jealousy is because there's something not happening between you and your partner that's being done elsewhere. I don't see that as jealousy. I see that as a relationship issue that needs to be resolved. And yes, maybe it stemmed out of this particular scenario, but you're not jealous that he's complimenting someone else. You don't give a flying fuck. You just want him to compliment you. So yes. I do think that jealousy plays a part in it, but people have to realize what the actual foundation and problem is, aside from just going to that extra um, external uh, thing there that's causing it, right? Yes, open and honest communication are a must for things to go well. 100%, yeah. And listen, if in fact there's something going on within the relationship that is bothering you from a lifestyle standpoint, and you're not approaching your partner with it to have that communication, and something else happens the next time for there to be a repercussion, that's your fault. It's your fault because you did not bring it to the table and you did not communicate the right way, right? And then it's the other person's fault because they're not sharing with you that they're reacting to what's going on. So now you have two breakdowns that are being a little bit detrimental to the relationship. So yeah, in order for there to be a lifestyle and swingers composition of any sort, you've got to have open communication. It's not gonna work at all. Um, okay, so we had 8,000 likes. Let's see if we can get to 10,000 in the next 10 minutes because that's when the show uh, comes to an end. So we have a comment on TikTok. That was a great point. Something that is tweaking you in the moment may not be what it seems. That's exactly right. I know that it took me a really long time to get to that point. I was just trying to give like really basic <laughs> examples on how easy it can be for there to be a miscommunication or identify what your emotion is. And so, yeah, I mean, I have the tendency to just like blurt shit out, you know, like as it's happening. 
Uh, I don't really have like a processing agent. <laughs> it's pretty direct. But there are others that need some time to kind of self-reflect on their feelings, think about it, and then approach the conversation. So maybe not necessarily you want to approach it that night, but you do need to make sure that you follow up and say, you know what, hey, I don't know, on Saturday night when we were at the club, this, that, and the other thing happened, I'd really like to take a minute minute and talk about it. You know, in a great, in a, in a time where you're like in the car, or you're like having coffee, or you know, when it's a moment where things are light and it's not like, oh, and you know what, like adding it on to like another fight or something like that. No, 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 no. It has to be something completely separate, uh, very calm, very collected, uh, and, and very like, you know, just a matter of fact in your thoughts because you don't want anything to get misconstrued either on what you're trying to uh, portray or explain. I try and make sure that when I have an issue within the lifestyle, which is very few and far in between, uh, when I'm chatting it through with Spencer, I tend to over communicate because I don't ever want there to be, you know, uh, mixed kind of emotions. For example, uh, when our single guy didn't wish me a happy Valentine's Day, I was bothered about it, right? Because I'm like, we were fucking for like a year and, uh, you know, he never said anything. Now, like, I'm not in love with him or I'm not any of these things. However, I was kind of hurt by it. And because I was hurt by it, I felt the need to have a conversation with both Spencer and the single gentleman. Thankfully and oddly, you know, Spencer brought it to my attention first, so it was something that was bothering him as well. Um, but when I brought the conversation up to the single gentleman, I had said to him, I said, listen, I don't want you to take this the wrong way. Uh, I don't want you to feel like I'm more involved, uh, you know, that are attached than I am. But this did bother me, and I just want you to know why. And so we had a really great conversation over it, and I was really happy that he heard my thoughts out. And honestly, he even himself was like, I have no idea. You know, like we just had a really great conversation. But I did it at a time when it was just he and I, you know, Spencer gave me the room to kind of just have a conversation that I needed to have. Of course, he was like in ears distance, but he was giving me some privacy at the same time. And so, you know, there's ways to approach the conversations where you're not seeming like you're needy or jealous or any of these things. Just like, listen, you know what? I'm a human and like I have these feelings and it's okay. And you know what? It's all right for me to chat with you about them. And if it's not okay for me to chat with you about them, you know what? Maybe you're not the person that should be here right now then because, you know, like it's only fair. You're fucking me. I should have you know some thoughts that I can I can chat with you about um so what's it called so this person says appreciate your life I'm off to work and I hope to meet you when I'm in Jersey well have the best dang day don't complain a lot and enjoy every moment together you know what we don't really complain about much either we kind of just go with the flow and have a really great time and you know just take us you know take we go where the wind takes us sometimes it's frustrating and sometimes it's fun Mostly at the end of the day, though, we always get to this really great place. I'm so, you know what, you guys, uh, for everybody that duly supports on Facebook and TikTok and are really bringing my likes up, I know it's the silliest thing in the world, but it really does make my heart so happy that you guys are willing to just do whatever it takes for me to get to where I need to be. Uh, and I just, I just like, I can't ever really explain or, or really share as much as my heart really melts for that. So thank you so much. Um, so Matt says that jealousy 
Uh, jealous exits in many oh, exists in many many forms. It's all in how we process and handle that moment. It's a base emotion. It's not one we can control outright, but with practice and understanding, we can learn to process quickly and let it go. That's exactly right, and that's how I feel. I feel like we're all adults, and uh, we can have any kind of conversation that we want after thoroughly, really doing some self reflection, understanding both positions yourself and your partners what you could do better and you know like I kind of really like when Spencer and I are having an issue and I really rethink through some of the things that are going on I do go back and I say to him I'm really sorry uh, that I reacted this way or I did this Uh, this is what made me feel this way but this is what I would really love if we could do in the future so I always really try and put a fixed output to it so it doesn't feel like the conversation just went in circles, right? Because I don't really like to talk about things a million times. When I talk about things a million times, it's because I'm still really fucking bothered by it. And at that point in time, I'm struggling on a resolution. Granted, there are times that I bring up examples on here that I'm not bothered about, but they're just relevant for me to be able to relate my perspective. But in those in those circumstances, I think it's critical to have a resolution because I don't want to keep lingering with that, right? I just want to be done with it. Just move forward. You know, just, just it's okay. We could be done with it now. And that's how I feel. Um, so Gary says, so I found my biological father after 40 years and I'm going to Vermont in July. Can I stop by and say hello on the way there? Uh, Vermont is a very long way away for me. I don't think that you would make it uh, to me. So Shamrock says, our marriage has never been better since getting into the lifestyle. Communication is key. And yes, I love this ending point for this morning show. For those that really participate within the swingers kink lifestyle uh, um, the right way, if your communication is on point, I do believe you're going to have the most um, enjoyable experience, right? Your trust in your communication is your huge foundation. And it's not just, uh, you know, swingers. But clearly, you know, swingers and kinksters that are bringing in some extra extra humans into the relationship, you do have to make sure that you're completely aligned at all times, right? I don't want to ever walk away from a night with Spencer being upset with me about something. That's not what I'm entering this lifestyle for. I'm entering this lifestyle so he and I can enhance our sexual experiences and have some really great memories together. If there's something that's going to deter us, from that output, it's not going to happen. So yeah, the communication is is uh, is critical. For us, it turns out it works out really well since we spend so much time in the car. Uh, you know, when we're traveling, we could be in the car for three plus hours. So there's a lot of conversation that happens between the two of us. And you know, we, we have to continuously keep realigning on our relationship with Miss Lady, uh, you know, kind of where we see things now. Just, you know, like just little touch bases and, you know, overall just thoughts on different things that we've liked, we haven't liked, and, you know, nonsense like that. So I do really encourage uh, over-communication. If you think you're over-communicating, it's still probably not enough, and there's no such thing as over-communicating when it comes to such a touchy, sensitive lifestyle. Uh, So with that being said, I do hope that you enjoyed the show for today. Please follow along at mizzybender.com. You'll see all of the latest blogs, events, posts, uh, videos, photos from previous events, all sorts of great stuff 
There's links to all my other pages on there. If you are looking for some of the spicier stuff, you can find it through there. But also go follow all my other social medias, which is Mizzy Bender and Mind Bender Parties. Um, I mean, Mizzy Bender for everything, and it kind of pushes you off to all the other things. So with that, uh, I'll talk to you guys real soon. Have the best day.